What's up, everyone? Welcome in to another week of Lockdown Bucks. And we've got some news over the weekend. Giannis is going to play for Greece at Eurobasket uh, 2022. Uh, this is always a talking point, uh, whether it's different NBA stars across the league. So I'm going to discuss Giannis playing for the Greek national team. And you guys can give me your feedback, whether you're happy about it, concerned about it. And then I just want to mention Jordan War. He's kind of just out there in the abyss. We don't know what's going to happen with Jordan War. Should he be back? That's the question. I'm going to ask on this podcast, so let's get started. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning, fading shot. Up, good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win I'm your host, Kane Pittman. You can see and hear me on this show uh, Monday to Friday. This is actually the last week. The last week of Monday to Friday. We'll go back to three episodes next week. Uh, you can also find my work over at ESPN as well. And of course, uh, we thank you for making Lockdown Bucks your first watch, your first listen. If you're still going old school on the podcast platform, and I've said this before, we appreciate the subscriptions on YouTube. Trying to get to 4K pretty soon. We're at 3.8 now, so we're not too far away. Uh, but we appreciate that. And uh, if you're a real sicko, you can sit there and watch me do this solo podcast. I don't do too many solo podcasts anymore. Uh, but we're going to start the week with one today. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. But that's Bet Online, where the game starts, and we'll have a little bit more about that later on in the show. So before we get started, we're going to get straight to Giannis here on this podcast. I just want to say, I've had a few people reach out. There's definitely been some audio stuff going on with this podcast, particularly on my end. I've done all the checks. I've done all the tests. I'm positive it's not equipment related. Uh, we're having some issues with the streaming uh, service that we use. So anyway, I just wanted to point out, I'm very aware of it. Uh, I'm not pleased about it, but I'm working through it. So uh, thanks to everyone that pointed it out, by the way. Sometimes I don't know these things. It's nice to get feedback on the show. I always appreciate that. So I'm working on it. Look, I'm in my uh, home, as you can see here. It's not a professional studio, but I do my best. So uh, we certainly want to avoid any audio issues. So I appreciate that. Let's get to Giannis. Uh, and while we're talking about national team duties, shout out to the Australian national team. They won the FIBA Asia Cup last night, second time in a row they've won that tournament. Uh, Thon Maker named. Our, uh, our good friend, former Milwaukee Buck, Thon Maker, named to the all-tournament team. Uh, he was fantastic, but Australia uh, nearly threw the game away late. Nearly threw the final away late against Lebanon, by the way, which was a crazy run by those guys. I'm not sure if we've got any listeners or viewers from Lebanon, but shout out to you guys because that was an incredible run uh, from your team. But Australia won the Asia Cup, so that's cool. Cool for me anyway. Let's get to a national team that probably a higher percentage of people care about listening to this podcast, and it's the Greek national team. So Harris... Stavrou, or I, I hopefully I've pronounced that uh, correctly, the last name there, has tweeted out and there's confirmation now that Giannis is going to play for Greece in Euro basket. I've met Harris before, lovely guy, by the way. And I think no one's surprised by this. I remember we mentioned this about a month or so ago and there was a number of our uh, lovely Greek viewers or listeners that pointed out that it was known that he was going to play. 
So certainly not a surprise to anyone. We've thought that this was going to come along, but nonetheless, to, to see the confirmation, Giannis was tweeting some stuff out uh, in, he's wearing the Greek shorts. Pretty good look, I got to tell you. I like the, uh, the the Greek uniforms usually, but he's going to play in Eurobasket uh, coming up in September. So this tournament, September 1 to September 18, uh, Greece uh, in Group C, which puts them with Italy, Croatia, uh, the Ukraine, Great Britain, and Estonia. So uh, it, it's it's interesting, September 1 to 18. So that's typically, you know, you're starting to get towards training camp there and then leading into uh, the preseason game. So certainly, in many ways, you could say this will be a nice build-up for Giannis to get some play under his belt as he gets ready for the next NBA uh, season. But I think there's always some current concerns. So I want to get to that in a second, but... I don't think it should be a big surprise that Giannis is playing for Greece. We know how passionate he is about playing uh, for the national team and, and wanting to bring them some success. So the Greek national team has had success in the past. They won or, or they have won Eurobasket a number of times. 2005, I believe, was the last time they won. Our listeners can correct me there if I'm wrong. But the last decade or so, they haven't won a lot. So you get Giannis in there. Uh, and obviously, the hopes of the Greek fans is going to be right up there. And honestly, as an Australian who we've always had our few NBA players play for Australia, it's a thrill. So I totally understand why Greek fans will be really excited about this and passionate about this. And on the other hand, I do understand why there'll be some Bucks fans that are saying, man, I wish he was just working out and not putting himself in that competitive environment because everyone everyone gets paranoid about the worst case scenario, which I totally get. But if you go back to the FIBA World Cup in 2019, Giannis wasn't great. He didn't have a great tournament. I think FIBA basketball is is definitely a different look for a guy like Giannis. You just look at some of the, the rule changes, no defensive three seconds, so big men are just camping out there. And you know they're going to do that for a Greek team where you would have to say probably the talent on the Greek team, maybe he, he's better set up in Milwaukee. Let's just say that. You put the Greek team together, teams aren't probably going to worry about the other guys and it's not disrespectful to some of the stars they've got on that Greek team. But teams know. Let's just load up on Giannis. The three-point line shorter, so there's even uh, there is less room to move within uh, the perimeter as well, and it was just a really big challenge. And then the other point is FIBA refereeing and FIBA officiating are perennially difficult for big men that aren't used to those rules. So he fouled out in two games at the last World Cup. There was another game where he only had three. And remember, with the ten-minute quarters in FIBA basketball, there's only five fouls till you foul out. So look, he had a really, really challenging time at the last World Cup. Greece didn't do too well. They didn't get to the knockout stage in that tournament. Giannis averaged 14.8 points, 8.8 rebounds, 2.4 assists uh, on 52-22-70 shooting splits, and he only played uh, 25 minutes per game. So despite what you would consider or describe struggles for Giannis on this team, he still shot 59% from two-point range. So here's an alternative thought that I was thinking about. And you, as I said, people can be concerned about what could potentially happen to him. You know, from a health standpoint, it's a bit less predictable than if you're just doing individual workouts or, or however he works out. So I do get it. I think when you think about what we want to see from Giannis, how can he become a better player? Is he going to shoot more threes in a FIBA game? I would probably say so. Is he going to have more opportunities to work in traffic against multiple defenders and make the right decisions? find different ways to score. I don't necessarily think this is a bad thing for him. 
And I think what we're going to actually see is the growth of Giannis in a player from 2019 uh, right through to where we are now in 2022. I think the growth has been tremendous. I think he's got more ways to score. He's got more uh, more in his, his toolbox and his toolkit, whatever you want to call it. So I don't think that this is a bad thing. I think this will be a nice preparation for him leading into uh, the NBA season. And one final point on Giannis. If you talk about guys, the way they work out, you think that maybe practice and working out yourself is uh, a safer option, I guess, if you want to say that. We've all seen Giannis long enough to know that this guy isn't taking any shortcuts when he's working out anyway. He's going absolutely 150% like he does every other time, like he does in preseason games when he's going up against second units and he's dunking all over him. So quite frankly, everyone will be crossing their fingers and hoping he gets through unscathed. I'll be hoping he does really well. I'll be hoping the Greek team does well and Giannis is fantastic and he gets through healthy. But this is Giannis we're talking about. He takes no breaks anyway. He doesn't take his foot off the gas pedal. So I'm not sure that the argument is technically technically the same as other players when you're talking about a guy like Giannis. So I think there will be benefits to this. And quite clearly, uh, he's not mentioned a number of times about whether it's winning a gold medal for Greece, winning NBA championships, some of the stuff that really, really means uh, the most to him. And this is clearly one of them. And the fact that they did so poorly at the World Cup, I think we should have known that this is going to be uh, coming for the Greek national team. So no surprises here. Remember, next year, you've got the FIBA World Cup as well. So keep your, keep your eye out uh, on that one. And ultimately, the Bucks finished their season uh, in May. So he's had several months off here. It's a little bit of a different scenario uh, to last year where you were looking at really two months and then they were back into it. And we know what happened with Drew and Chris and the guys that went uh, to the Olympics there. So again, as an Australian who I'm always desperate for all our guys to play for Australia, I'm excited for uh, Greek fans. And let's be honest, guys, we want to watch some more basketball. So this means we only have to wait one more month and we get to watch Giannis play really meaningful basketball again. So I'm excited for it. I think it's a good thing. But let me know because I understand that there will be people that will not be excited about the prospect of Giannis playing for Greece. So let me know about that. I'm going to get to Jordan Wara next after I talk about Bet Online, which is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Uh, head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. And as I mentioned on our uh, podcast towards the end of uh, last week, where we were talking about Steph Curry, talking about Giannis, I had the win total line. So the Bucks are at 51 and a half wins this year, which is interesting because Frank and I do our over and under, and I probably would have had the Bucks up at around 54 and a half. 51 and a half seems low to me. Of course, health and all these types of things come into this, but I think we would have to believe the Bucks are an automatic 50-win team. So that 51 and a half line there uh, is very tight, but perhaps this is the odds makers looking at this scenario and saying, well, we know the Bucks aren't, uh, over the last couple of seasons, haven't necessarily gone health or leather in the regular season. So maybe uh, 51 and a half is about right. We'll find out. But you can get all the over and under lines at Bet Online. Uh, that's Bet Online, where the game sucks. All right, let's talk about Jordan Wara. Now, this is uh, an interesting situation uh, for the Bucks right now. Uh, our great friend, Eric Name, did a, uh, I guess, a Q&A 
we'll call it a QA and a with John Horst a week or so ago. You can check that out on The Athletic. But it was interesting because we've kind of loosely danced around the idea of Jordan Wara coming back to the Milwaukee Bucks this season. I think there's probably a section of fans and people that have just decided that he's probably not. I think that's fair. But I wanted to look at the numbers a little bit more. So Eric asked John Horst about Jordan Wara and I would describe the answer as... I would describe the answer as non-committal. Let's just say that. He didn't fill me with confidence uh, reading this answer from John Horst that he believes that Jordan Wara will be back for this season, which uh, I get. He kind of said, well, we're talking with Jordan. We want the best for Jordan. He's working out with us now. He's in Milwaukee. Uh, but we've been honest with him. He understands the situation we're in. So, and I'm paraphrasing there, but the Bucks have one roster spot. They did extend a qualifying offer to Jordan Wara. We've seen over the last few days, there's been a couple of players across the league that have uh, accepted these qualifying offers. Let's be honest, free agency has slowed down to an absolute grind right now. I haven't really seen or read anything about interest in Jordan Wara uh, elsewhere. I'm probably in the camp based on what we saw last year uh, that I think the Bucks would like to go into this season with the flexibility of having that 15th roster spot open. I could be wrong. I think another interesting aspect of the Jordan Wara situation right now is simply the fact that they drafted Marjan Bochamp. So this is something we've discussed a couple of times, but I think if you're looking at positionally the guys that could potentially come in and play, I still think that Milwaukee probably, if they were going to add a 15th guy, it would probably be a guard. Uh, Jordan Wara sort of plays that wing position and I've got to be careful not to just get distracted by the shiny new toy the rookie the brand new rookie that everyone's excited about in Marjan Bochamp and I've said this before if you're a sports fan there is nothing more exciting than the prospect of having a rookie and you talk yourself into all of these ideas of what they could potentially do but I've made the comparison with Bochamp and Dante DiVincenzo before in the past in the way that when we talk about players that have struggled to crack rotation minutes with Bud, particularly young players, and I think it's been very explainable, the guys that haven't quite been able to get in there when you think about, you know, obviously Sam Merrill, uh, who was you know, a really good shooter, but defensively wasn't going to hold up, and Jordan Mora, who, who's had a short leash, and Bud's been very open about the stuff that it was defensive side of the floor that he was concerned about. Uh, Jordan himself has been, in my opinion, pretty honest, uh, that he's been getting coached hard. And so Bochamp coming in and you just see what he can do defensively, the fact that that's, that's his identity and all the development has to come on the offensive end. To me, it seems to have the characteristics of a guy that perhaps Bud, if, if he can hold up defensively, and again, I don't want to get too high on Bochamp as a rookie coming into a contending team, but if he can hold up defensively, I think history tells us that he'll have opportunities to play uh, and they'll try and work through some of the offensive stuff, certainly as they did uh, with DiVincenzo in years gone by. But Jordan Mora, he actually played a bit last year. If you look at the minutes, 179 minutes in his rookie season. He cracked 1,000 last year, 1,055 minutes. A couple of numbers that stand out. So again, he was 44% from three in his rookie season, but 179 minutes, whatever. That's That's very low volume. And he actually, in his rookie season, didn't really play I don't want to say he didn't play any meaningful minutes, but it was a very, very low number of meaningful minutes, if any. Uh, but last year we saw, right from opening night, he was put in situations where he was 
given an ability to play with the better players on the team. One number that is interesting and that I like, because we know Jordan can shoot the three. He was 36% last year. That's still a fine number, especially for a second-year guy. He takes some difficult shots. We understand that. It's hard to see him if he's continually taking these step-back contested threes. Is he going to be a 40-plus percent guy? Typically, uh, the answer is no with most players in the NBA. But I like his finishing at the rim. He actually was 63% at the rim last year. Uh, he was only 50% in, as a rookie, again, at a very low volume. But the frequency of shots taken at the rim were very similar. So 27% as a rookie, 24% uh, in his second year. So about a quarter of his shots coming at the rim. And that 63% number um, is pretty nice. So is there development there? Again, though, I don't know whether offensively is, is too much of an issue. It's on the defensive end. Now, across his entire 1,000 minutes, uh, the Bucks were minus 8.6 per 100 possessions. And I thought that was really interesting. So I said, geez, that's not, uh, that's not pretty. I'm not necessarily surprised by that, but I wanted to dig into the lineups a little bit more to see where the damage was being done. Uh, defensively, the numbers were actually okay. It was offensively where the Bucks were really struggling. But perhaps even more interesting is the fact that the five, this is on a possession basis. So the, the five-man lineups that Jordan wore are in. The, most fi- the five most, free- there's a lot of fives here. I'm very confused. But the five most frequently used five-man lineups for Jordan Wara were either neutral or heavily positive when it came to overall net rating. And there's a common theme with these lineups, and it's not going to surprise anyone. He was playing with Giannis. He was playing with Chris Milton in three of those five lineups. In two of those five lineups, Drew, Chris, and Giannis were on the floor. So it does tell you that, and maybe this is just the greatness of those players and they're covering up all these deficiencies. That's probably the likely scenario. But it does tell you that when he was on the floor with the better players in the team, the team generally held up. The issue is that he's not going to be a starter. So a lot of the times when he's in the game, he's going to be playing with these reserve players, and that's where things got ugly. Now, is that necessarily his fault? I'm not sure. You'd have to go back and watch it all. But as a as a, a guy playing with the better players in the team, he's held up, which is interesting because then we talk about who would take the starting lineup spot uh, moving forward. And I, I think this is a conversation I've had multiple times over the course of the last few seasons, whether it was Dante that was starting in this team. Um, obviously, it was Brogdon going back a few years ago. Uh, but then you've had Wesley Matthews starting, you've had Grayson Allen starting. And I think you know, something I've certainly discussed is what is the importance of the fifth starter? Like it's going to be, you would have to do something absolutely disastrous playing with that quality of players for those numbers to be skewed and put you in a in a negative light. So who do you guys want to start at the two-guard spot? Is it Grayson Allen? Is it Wesley Matthews? I think it's probably unlikely that it would be West just based on his age, but Wesley Matthews has to be in the conversation. Would you put... Pat Connaughton in the starting lineup with that group just signed that extension there? Or are you in the uh, the group of fans that is excited by the shiny new toy and you want to somehow find a way to get Marjan Bochamp into that starting lineup? So uh, I might put a poll up on the YouTube page. If you go to YouTube, you can give your comments and feedback there on who should start uh, for this team. Um, but as far as Jordan Wara goes, all those guys that I've mentioned, and then you include... Chris Middleton in that group, uh, guys that are going to play minutes at the four, obviously Giannis, obviously Bobby Portis at times as well um, with Pat. 
uh, and and perhaps Marjan. I'm just not sure that there's room for Jordan War. So I'm not saying that he's no chance to return. Uh, as we've discussed, he's clearly working out with the team and staying in Milwaukee and, and being around the group. Uh, I just personally, it seems like it's trending unlikely, particularly uh, with the lack of action. Despite the fucks, uh, despite the f- <laughs> despite the fact the Bucks have uh, brought everyone back. Um, I don't have a dump button on this podcast, which is unfortunate when you have uh, slip-ups like that. But anyway, it seems like we're trending towards him not returning back, but is there anyone still in the optimistic boat when it comes to Jordan War? Do we want him back uh, with the Bucks? Let me know uh, what you think about it. Uh, That's mostly going to do it for today. I just do want to point out, though, I got a screenshot sent to me uh, from our friends over at the Real GM uh, message board, who, if there is, you talk about passionate fans over there at the Real GM board, they are top of the top, including uh, also our, our friends over at the Reddit page. If you want some uh, robust Milwaukee Bucks discussion, go to Real GM or go to Reddit. Uh, but everyone that's listened to this podcast for a long time, and I mentioned it at the top with the audio stuff, I've always said, love feedback. Doesn't, and by the way, doesn't have to be positive feedback. You you can't please everyone. And by the way, sometimes I'm doing stuff that doesn't make sense. So you just need to get steered in the right direction. But anyway, I got this, this screenshot of a poster over at Real GM, who, by the way, I can say because it's someone I like very much, Paul Pressey, who you may know from Real GM, you may know from Twitter. He's someone I've asked about the Bucks uh, before in the past. So uh, he's well worth uh, a follow, I would say. He knows far more about the history of the Bucks than I will ever uh, forget, as they like to say. But he said he, he thinks my Australian accent has become too hard to understand. And I need to know. This is, this, is, this is what you need to know. When I was in Milwaukee and I started doing some radio stuff over there, I definitely got some feedback from some people I was uh, working with that said, I think maybe you need to slow down. Because it, it's it's difficult. It can be difficult to understand. Your Australian accent can be just a little bit thick. And when I first came back to Australia from America, I had a number of people telling me, I don't know what happened to you, man, but you sound American now. And we don't like it. it you, sound, you sound weird. You need to get back uh, to being an Aussie. I've been home for over two years now. So maybe maybe being home in Australia for over two years it's become a little bit overbearing, my accent again. So uh, make sure you uh, give me some feedback there. Do I need to Do I need to soften it up? Am I too difficult to understand? Uh, but either way, I, I got a good laugh out of that, Paul. And apo- apologies. Uh, hopefully you can still stick with us here on Locked on Bucks. And that's why I try to not do too many solo podcasts so you people can at least half of the time understand what the person is saying. But... Uh, no, we appreciate all you guys uh, listening to this podcast. Uh, like I said, last five day a week uh, pod this week. Uh, I'm working on some guests to hopefully bring on uh, towards the back end of this week and we'll keep things rolling. But give us your feedback. Giannis playing for Greece. Jordan Moore, does he return to the Bucks? Uh, these will be uh, talking points. And as I said, some fun uh, to watch Giannis uh, playing for Greece in a few weeks' time. Make sure you check out the Locked On NBA podcast to get the news from around Uh, the entire NBA. Uh, And until tomorrow, we will be back. My name's Kane Pittman. We appreciate you listening. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow.